this podcast is a product of Amplify Media. You guys can follow us on Instagram at amplifymedia.iwu to stay updated. Welcome back, guys. Today we are joined by a very special guest. It's me and Caitlin in the studio again, but today we are joined by... Karnamesh. And she is a professor here at IWU. What do you teach? I teach English, uh, writing, creative writing, um, on upper-level seminars. How long have you been working at IWU? Consecutively since 2008. I also taught here for a year in 2004 before I got my PhD. So. You've been around to see <laughs> to see a lot of what has happened here, which kind of is a segue into what we're talking about. So today's actually our Valentine's Day special podcast, but maybe a little bit of a twist on it. We're taking maybe a more on the nose or maybe a more controversial look on uh, the idea of Valentine's Day. Today we're talking about the ring by spring phenomenon and how those can kind of correlate to maybe IWU graduate divorce rates as well. So a little bit more controversial, but again, these perspectives are super important to look into and to consider, especially being an IWU student. I think it's very important to stay open-minded to the different perspectives and the different experiences people have. So that is what we have going on for us today in this episode. As a professor at IWU now, it's easier probably to see an overarching picture of what's happened at IWU, um, easier than students can who've only been here for four years. So would you mind just describing the Ring by Spring culture at IWU and kind of how you've seen that play out if you have as a professor here? I know it's a little different. Yeah. Well, I've also, I've seen it play out as a student and a professor. So I graduated from IWU in 2002 and Ring by Spring culture was rampant (laughs) here at the time. It's hard for me to say if it was, it was worse then or now or if it's the same, but I think it still happens same amount. So I would say the ring by spring culture is by the end of your junior or senior year, there's sort of an expectation that you be engaged. And I see that a lot, especially in the ministry majors. I don't want to quote anyone, but like kind of the the urban rumor or myth is that if you're a male ministry major, you need to be married before you bother trying to find a church to work at. Which then kind of extends to like there's a lot of pressure on female students who a lot of them have friends and who are getting engaged by the end of their senior year. And I've had so many female students who are like, I'm the only one in my townhouse who isn't engaged or I'm the only one who's not in a serious relationship. What I think is tragic is they feel like something's wrong with them mm-hmm. for that. And um, I'm not a fan of that myself, which might be why I'm here. <laughs> well, I agree. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, so would you mind talking a little bit about your personal experience getting married, coming out of IWU as yeah. an IWU grad? Yeah, no, I'm happy to do so. So um, sometimes there's like, again, the urban myth of like the IWU divorce rate, and I've never seen like the hard statistics, but it's it gets quoted as upwards of 50% of IWU marriages end in divorce. Wow. So whatever that statistic is, I'm part of it. Um, my first marriage was to an IWU grad. Now, I, w- I did not have a ring by spring. Well, I guess I did, but I was not in school anymore. Um, <laughs> I did get a ring in the spring. Um, <laughs> but um, And I thought I was doing everything right. Like, I was not in a relationship while I was in college. It was an IWU grad. I met while here. I went to grad school for a year. I worked for two years. I thought I was like doing everything right to like be a real adult before I got engaged. And turns out sometimes you think you're doing everything right and you still end up in a bad marriage um, that needs to end, unfortunately. So I think in my experience, I wasn't feeling like the college student pressure to get married so much, but I was kind of very much like feeling in my Midwest culture. 
I felt like I was ancient getting married at 25, mm. like positively fossilized. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whereas my European friends, I did grad school overseas. My European friends were like, we don't get married until we're like 30. Mm. Like there's no chance we're getting married before then. So that's kind of my experience. And I think the, the dangerous part can be getting into a marriage and thinking you have to make it work at all costs, even if it's very damaging to you. And maybe that's a controversial thing for me to say, but I'm going to st- actually stand by it. And I, you know, if you were in a dangerous or yeah. abusive or toxic marriage and it needs to end, then it just needs to end. And I think God makes space for that. Um, and mm-hmm. if anyone wants to send me an email and ask me how I think that, I'm happy <laughs> to talk about that later. Yeah. But <laughs> So I guess kind of either one of you guys can talk about this. We can all kind of talk about this, but what do you think causes this culture on campus? Um, I know just kind of start us off. It is a Christian college. And so a lot of that does play into it. I know you kind of talked about the thing with ministry majors and I, I've seen that play out firsthand about ministry majors. And so it's kind of funny for you to bring that up and just thinking about why that could be such the case at IWU, I think is interesting to consider. Yeah. I think one thing from my perspective, and I'd love to hear yours because I feel like I have a limited perspective, but I think a lot of it does come back to it being a Christian campus and that may affect our ideas of marriage. Um, You talked about like the difference in European versus American. I think in America, we kind of generally get married at a younger age, but I think even in the context of a Christian university, that's even younger as well. I'm not sure if that's um, our idea of like success is built on being married or finding a spouse. um, And if that has been created by maybe some modern Christian beliefs or something like that, I'm not sure if that's why, but it's so interesting to think about um, there being a difference between that and, and European cultures as well. It's a good reminder that we may be in more of a bubble than we um, recognize. Yeah, and, and I would say that's even more of maybe a Midwestern Christian yeah. cult, subculture than even just an American one. I mean, I think mm. kind of outside of Christian culture and maybe even outside of the Midwestern culture, I do think people wait a little bit longer to get married. But I think there's a lot of, I think you, you kind of asked like why I think that happens. And first of all, I want to say if there's ministry majors listening to this, this isn't kind of a dig at ministry majors at all. I've just, I have heard of ministry majors saying their professors in the past have told them that. And I get why it happens. I mean, churches look at an unmarried person and see them as a liability as a leader more Mm -hmm. than someone who's married when we all know that married people make horrific sexual mistakes um, as well. So... Um, I think there I- there is a little bit of this image, I think, in the church that, like, a married person is safer. I'm not sure any kind of science bears that out or any, like, actual research bears that out. So I think that's a, a church culture thing that, like, maybe we need to actually confront and talk about and say, is it, like, is it good for a human being to feel pressured into a marriage when they're not ready just so they can have a job? Mm. I don't know any other job that would say you have to be married before you have this job. Yeah. Yeah. But that's probably a conversation for another day. I think sometimes it's attributed to like people want to have sex and they want to do it with a clean conscience so they get married. I'm not saying that's not the case, but with my students, I often feel like they're getting married to stabilize something in their life. Hmm. They're separating from their parents and becoming their own adult, which is scary. And it can feel safer to have somebody there with you. I mean, that was probably part of the reason I got married when I did. My parents were actually going through a divorce from their 30-year marriage when I got married. You know, actually, I had the thought, like, is this a good time to be getting married? And I was like, no, I'm doing it. Like, this is, 
<laughs> this is what I must do. And, you know, I think there's insecurities that sometimes students have. They're asking a lot of questions. They're trying to figure out who they are. And we all want to feel safe and we all want to feel like we have someone on our team. And marriage can feel like a, a built-in way to have that happen. And, you know, in a, in a good marriage, yeah, you have a team. But I think you have to do your own work and be your own stable person. Another person will not complete you. That, like, never, never works. Yeah. Yep. So, I, I mean, I actually think it's a lot of that. And I think there's a lot of, like, especially female students feel like something's wrong with them if they don't have a partner. I mean, I know freshmen who are like within two months at college were like, why don't I have a boyfriend? Why doesn't anybody like me? And I was like, that just breaks my heart because you were so much more than having a boyfriend yeah. or a girlfriend. I actually think it's it's a much bigger kind of question of like identity and understanding who you are and maybe seeing a partner as like a way to fix that about yourself and just assuming it's all going to be fine. It, I think it's a it's more complicated than like when college students just want to have sex and not feel bad about it. Yeah, I actually think it's really interesting because at first we kind of attributed it, it to this would happen because we're a Christian college, but it's even more interesting when you think about the fact that maybe it should be happening less because we're a Christian college because we're taught that, I mean, God ultimately is the only one who can fulfill us completely and that mm-hmm. he's our sustainer and the better relationship, yet it's at the Christian college where we're looking for another relationship to fulfill something mm-hmm. that we're also being taught that only God can fulfill. And so I just think that it's kind of an interesting double standard there. And then something that you mentioned about students feeling almost like they're not enough in this context because they're not in a relationship mm-hmm. is something that I've definitely seen play out firsthand too. And that's the biggest thing that I would say from my experience about the IWU Bring by Spring culture is how it makes people who haven't been in relationships almost feel like something is wrong with mm-hmm. them. When really, when you look at the bigger picture, they're just so young and in college mm-hmm, and um, mm-hmm. that really shouldn't be the case at all, but somehow it's it's become the case. Kind of on that note, I want to give encouragement to those people who may have been conditioned to feel less than if, if you are single. I think it's really important. Um, you may have heard the phrase redefining singleness, but to look at it as as a gift, and we've talked about that here as well, but to look at it as a gift that doesn't necessarily need to end as well because a lot of people assume that singleness is just a pathway to marriage and and the end goal is to be married or or have this perfect spouse in your mind. But I'd encourage you guys just to redefine what you believe singleness is. And it could be something that maybe you're single for the rest of your life and maybe changing your perspective and not saying that that would be a loss, but that that would be a, a great time for you guys to understand who you are and to uh, live in your independence and truly be confident in, in who you are without needing um, affirmation from anyone except for, of course, God is truly, truly the the one person who can affirm us in the best way that we can be affirmed. So, yeah, that's, I guess, my encouragement for, for anyone out there who, who's struggling maybe with the culture here or maybe just the Midwestern culture, like we've talked about, just encouraging uh, marriage. Not that marriage is evil. I'm not saying that at all. I think marriage is, marriage is a gift from God and it's beautiful. Um, but just to also recognize that being single is not a loss or lost time as well. It's a great time to learn about yourself and to grow. That's what I would say. I would definitely add to that. I mean, the science kind of says your brain doesn't stop forming until you're after you're 25. And it's interesting. I mean, it's kind of universally acknowledged that like adolescence is longer now. So emotionally, and this isn't their fault. A lot of my students are coming to college a little bit emotionally younger than they would have maybe 13 or 20 years ago. So kind of, and not that you need to change that or not that you need to prove like, no, I am grown up. I can get married, but kind of just say like, 
okay, like my brain just needs a little bit more time and like I need a little bit more time to figure out me before I try to figure out me while living with another person. That's very hard to do. And I will, yes, I love being married. I actually never thought I would get married. I wasn't that interested when I was younger. So I'm kind of amazed that I got married once, but also twice. So I'm married now and I'm very happy um, married to another IWU prof and it's great, which is what convinces me that like marriage can be great mm-hmm. when you are the right person and you're also married to the right person. Mm-hmm. But I want to emphasize like you being the right person, that's the only thing you can control. You can kind of say yes or no to somebody else, but you can't change them, but you can do the work on yourself and mm-hmm. set yourself up for really good marriage. What would you recommend then? You kind of started to get into it there at the end about just waiting and kind of figuring out who you are first. But is there any other practical steps that we can do? I guess not just to prepare for marriage because that's not what this is about, but kind of almost to combat the ring by spring culture. I would say first of all, there's kind of like the bigger culture I think we're working with. So I remember when I was a student, and I don't think I've seen anything like this as much lately, but I remember it was right up coming up on Valentine's Day and there was a thing where you could pay a dollar and send a can of orange crush to your crush. Do they still do that or do no, anything like that? That sounds really cute though. No, I don't it, was, so. it was really cute, except they promoted it with a banner in the student center that said, guys, don't get stuck doing your laundry forever. Girls don't be single forever. Do the orange crush. And I was, oh no. Furious. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> oh no. So, I mean, I even just think as a student, it was like, if you can kind of think twice before you like tap into that culture, and make jokes about it because you don't know who's listening. Who I think there's more there, the assumption that like everyone has to get married by the time they graduate is I think just really silly, and we should kind of resist adding to that. And professors I think should as well. So that's kind of a bigger thing. Like think about like the culture you're contributing to. I think for yourself, it's really useful to think about what you want your life to look like, and just know that deciding to get married changes. You're no longer making your own decisions. You're making decisions with somebody else. If you want to travel or if you want to go to grad school, if you want to own your own business, if you want to volunteer overseas for five years, like all those kinds of things, it doesn't mean you can't be married, but think about like, is that a a thing maybe I want to do now and learn more about myself? Is that something I want to do with a partner? I would also, I would say this to all IWU students, go easy on the like God's will for my life and I need to like act on that right now. I I think God has a lot of different paths for your life that you can follow. I think the danger comes when we're kind of like, this is the path, and like, this is my timeline. You have no idea what your timeline is. Um, You know, like I said, my mom got divorced after 33 years. That was not her timeline at all. Is she much happier now? Yes, she's in a better relationship. She would say her life is much, much better, but that was not ever the timeline she had for herself. My divorce was not in the timeline for me. A lot of my my other timeline worked out, but just be aware of kind of saying, like, I have to do this because it's the thing I feel like I have to do. Mm. That might not be the case. Um, I am a big proponent of therapy, like a huge proponent of therapy. So if you can go to counseling or group counseling and start figuring yourself out now, that's hugely important. Um, I didn't start going to therapy till I was in my 30s and that was really transformative for me because it helped me identify like why I was so stressed out and making bad choices and kind of like just so on edge all the time. Unfortunately, because I was doing therapy and I was the one changing and the person I was married to wasn't, if one person's growing and the other person refuses to, like that marriage is probably not going to last. 
So you want to be doing that work before you're married. Like, I think you want to like be doing a lot of like work on yourself before you get married. So that's kind of some practical things. I think the other thing is to be aware it right now, it feels like time is taking forever and it feels like what's your position now is going to be that way forever, but you have no idea what the future holds. In two years, you will feel like it, that was two days. And like the older and older you get, the more you'll be like, I can't believe I spent two years of my life stressing about this. (laughs) (laughs) And, And not to diminish like you know, if there's something that you really want in your life and you don't have that, if you want to be in a relationship or you want a person to spend your life with, I'm not trying to diminish wanting that, but just know that, you know, your life is, we don't know what our life has in store for us. And thing you think you want very badly right now, that's not working out in a few years, you might look back and be like, thank goodness that didn't work out. Like Mm -hmm. that was absolutely a blessing. So be willing to cultivate some patience and some trust that like the path you're on right now is right. And there's nothing wrong with you for being on that path. Thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate your perspective and your experience and also your encouragement in those different areas. For those people who are out there who are single listening, I just want to, again, give you guys an encouragement to um, reiterate what was said, that you are in the place that you're supposed to be. And for those listening who are in relationships as well, I want you to know that we're not, you know, bashing you or, or tearing you down. I believe that everyone has different timelines of events. And if one person's timeline doesn't match yours, that doesn't mean that you're in the wrong area or the wrong space or the wrong timeline. It's just all about God's plan. And I know that sounds cliche, but it really is true. So thank you so much for coming in. Thank yes, you thank for you. sharing. Thank you so much for coming in. This really was awesome. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, guys. <laughs> <laughs>